Hello and welcome to YHTV's Trinity of Life. This is episode 37. I'm Christina Suzuma, your host for this program. Thank you so much for joining me again as I continue to explore the wonderful world of healing arts, meditation, therapies, and the many modalities of helping each of us find balance in our individual journeys. We're always excited to meet those of you who are on the leading edge of creating change on this planet. Today, we are very, very honored to have with us a dear, dear individual who has been a part of Yoga Hub for many years. And though we ebb and flow in our lives, he tends to come back and surprise us each and every time and uh, collaborate each and every time. Um, You may remember him from a previous episode, number 29, by the, the title of Balancing with Teens. He is a wonderful yoga instructor, an amazing psychotherapist here in Pasadena, California, our dear friend, John Sovic. Hello, John. Well, good morning, Christina. How are you today on this gorgeous, glorious, sunny day in California? <laughs> I'm actually doing fantastic. It's actually kind of fun. It's a little bit chilly out. It's kind of given us a little California holiday weather here. Yeah, finally, right? But it is so cold. Yeah, but it's nice to bundle up, throw on that extra comforter and just yeah. snuggle in, you know? <laughs> it is funny, though, because this morning the dogs came up. I have two Great Danes, <gasps> and uh, they like to sneak their heads under the covers and wake you up by putting their cold noses right oh, against the side of your body. Time to get up now. <laughs> oh, yeah, at 5.30 in the morning. Uh, okay, you can keep the Great Danes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Well, we, we, we usually are up around 5, 5.30 anyway, so I guess we could share those Great Danes with you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so today you are, you know, I, I was speaking with you a few, um, a few t- uh, days ago about this stressful time of the year. And I know a few years ago you did a presentation with us on the less stress recipe during the holiday seasons. I think, John, that was maybe three, four years ago. Wow, it's been a while. Yes, yes. And now here you are back to give us six tips. How wonderful. It's only six. And maybe he'll add a few more, right? We might might throw some bonus tips in there. We'll see what happens. There we go. So, John, um, so help us out here. I mean, we see it all the time. I got to tell you, every day that we've gone for a walk, because we do our morning mile walk, Mm -hmm. almost every morning we hear cars slamming into each other Mm -hmm. from at a distance. I mean, it's a week before Christmas. Okay, it was rainy and wet the last few days. We understand that. People's judgment on the road is not so good. Very distracted. Help us out here. <laughs> well, you know, it's so interesting you bring up the whole, like, hearing a car crash in the distance. Um, because even something like that is a stressful moment. Mm. I mean, you were out having your morning walk, and here you are hearing something very destructive. And it actually does cause a physiological reaction in our bodies. Mm. And I think that's one of the most important basic things to start with in any conversation about stress is really realizing that it is a a physiological response to the environment around us. Um, Mm. You hear that car crash, your body starts releasing adrenaline, um, your heart starts pumping a little bit. The blood actually pulls in from the edges of the skin and moves into the core to try and keep those uh, vital organs supplied. Mm. And what happens in that moment is you actually become very powerful, like you could defend anything in the world, 
but you actually don't become quite as smart. Your brain actually shuts down a little bit. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> you know, and that's a that's a, puts you in this this like this fight or flight response, very animalistic place that you're coming from in that moment. The thing is, though, is so we hear a car crash, and most of us just say, "Oh, I hope they're okay." Um, for me personally, I always send a little prayer, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. then you go on with your day. But yes. the thing is, is all of that chemical energy is still traveling around inside the body. Yes. And it happens all the time. And if you think about it, during the holidays especially, people are are running out, they're they're trying to get to the mall really fast, and you know, that one person in the in the other car cuts them off and takes their parking space, boom, adrenaline pumps, you're stressed out. Oh yes. You get to the mall, you're racing to get to that last toy for your child, and it's gone and you stress out. And so all of a sudden during the holidays, you've got all this energy being pumped into you mm, and you're mm. not releasing it. And so your body is working at, at a detriment. It's not working at its highest function. And the one place that I always tell people that you'll notice it is when you start driving, after time as you get more stressed out, your shoulders come out, your chin <laughs> comes forward, and all of a sudden you're driving and there's this, all this tension in your body. And that right there is one of the, the first most basic signs that you are in a place of stress. Your body's telling you something. And that's the worst place to be behind a wheel. I mean, that, that yeah. whole... That whole tightness behind a steering wheel is so bad. <clears throat> yeah. And I think one of the hard things, too, is especially during the holidays, everyone is trying to make it a perfect holiday experience. Mm. They're trying to recreate something from their childhood, or they're trying to correct something from their childhood. It wasn't a great holiday. Or they're trying to mm. recreate the energy that you see in movies or read in books. This idea of a, a perfect, perfect Christmas, a perfect holiday, a perfect celebration, and that idea of trying to create this this perfection mm. is such a stressor on so many families. Mm, mm. I, I hear you. I, I really hear you. I mean, I think as uh, as I'm getting older, I know less, just less. <laughs> <laughs> What's the perfect holiday? A Zen retreat. Ah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> now it's to teach our son the same thing. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, especially when children are involved. That is at mm. one place parents feel so much pressure to try and get everything. Mm -hmm. A lot of purchasing going on. A lot of, you know, we're going to find a way to get that new electronic gizmo that will keep them happy for 30 seconds. There's yeah. so much pressure on parents to purchase, to buy. Everywhere you go, that's where the messages are. Mm -hmm. And even those mm -hmm. messages stress people out. Um, they can bring up a feeling of less than, you know, oh, I really want oh, to get yes. the latest version of this machine but we can't afford it this year, so I'm not a perfect parent. Right. And that message creates stress as well. I mean, where do you think that comes from, John? Is this societal? Is, is it something cultural, societal? I mean, I know out there, it's quite obvious, they're already starting the Christmas music on Thanksgiving, which for me... Thanksgiving? Oh. Yeah, you I didn't start hearing it in October? Oh, please. Some of the department stores had uh, things up in the store in September this year. No. Uh-huh. I guess I don't get out enough now. <laughs> Thank goodness. I guess I'm, I need to be <laughs> thankful about that. Uh-huh. Wow, September? But if you think about that message of Christmas being a commercial experience, mm. not being a moment of gathering and coming together and sharing warmth and love during the season, but it's become a commercial experience. And I think that message gets put out very early. You mm -hmm. get it in every magazine you read, billboards as you drive down the highway. Yes. Commercials get intense mm -hmm. about what you have to purchase. 
Even television shows start talking about how do you make it the perfect holiday? You buy someone something. Oh. So I think it is, it's a construct that we've created about what this holiday is about. Right. And I think that just adds to the stress of people, this idea of living up to this, uh, this commercialized side of the holiday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that stress that gets into people's bodies and things that start happening is people start getting short with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that I see a lot of times as a therapist is I work with teens and they'll come in and say, you know, my mom's running around like crazy trying to like do everything for everybody. And then she's yelling at me. And it's like, well, how does that make a holiday experience right. that this stress starts affecting how the family's interacting, how people are treating each other, um, whether there's just basic gentle kindness when you're at the grocery store trying to buy the, the makings for your uh, Christmas dinner that people start getting really short mm-hmm. and, and cut off each other. And that energy is because of the stress that's being produced in their bodies and that expectation of trying to create perfection. Yeah, isn't it, it's really interesting because just this morning I had an email that said, just said, um, oh, I, I don't even have time. I seem like I don't even have time to breathe because of all the demands around me. And I read this email and I went, how interesting, how interesting it is that we place upon ourselves like it is demands that others are making. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you, I feel like if we actually took a moment to ask someone, you know, how important is this because I need to get this done first mm-hmm. or that done first, as opposed to taking it all on, you know, and really right. not breathing. It's such a detriment to our bodies and our spirits when mm-hmm. it's supposed to be such a joyful time. Well, and right there is one of those really beautiful keys to reducing stress mm-hmm. and it is this idea that when we do stress up our body systems shut down we tend to breathe right up here right in the very top of the chest almost in the throat and so we're taking in very little oxygen so one of the things you can be aware of as you start to feel stress is you start to move your breath consciously down deeper into your body um, for our yogis out there moving it down into the belly getting that real deep full belly breath and here's a little something we were talking about some bonus tricks. Here's a, here's a bonus trick number one. Already, already. Already before yeah. even the six tips. Yeah. Okay. So one of the real most basic things you can do is remember to breathe during this season. Um, sometimes when you have that moment of you, you've gone to the mall and you, we talked about earlier that getting cut off by someone taking your parking space. So find your parking space. Mm. Turn off the car and before you race inside and become part of the hubbub, Take a moment and just take three really deep breaths. Just an inhale and an exhale and get that full, big, oxygenated energy into the body. And what you're doing is you're helping to expel that chemical reaction that you had when that car cut you off and you're setting yourself up to be less stressed out. And the body will thank you. You will release that tension in your shoulders. Mm. You release that tension in your chest. And your eyes will start to sparkle a little bit more. And maybe you'll head into the mall singing your favorite carol. <laughs> That's great. It's, it's almost like putting up a really wonderful shield mm-hmm. of breath, really, mm-hmm. oxygen. Yeah, and the thing is, is we carry our breath with us everywhere we go. So it's, it's an accessible tool at any moment. And the thing that I think that's so fascinating about it is it's such a simple way to approach stress, mm-hmm. but it is one of the most powerful ways that you can really approach addressing the stress in your body. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a really great bonus tip. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, John, okay, so now we have um, the bonus tip, but what about the actual wonderful tips? Okay. Because I know for a fact that as we go through them, you are going to take time on each of them simply because... Because <laughs> you and I like to chat. <laughs> we love to chat, don't we? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so let's start with the basics. Um, go for it. Drum roll, please. Christina, would you like to introduce <laughs> our first <laughs> tip? <laughs> <laughs> we should have the chimes here. We should there have a little bell of chimes here. <laughs> so the first one is... Do only one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this addresses not just a, a holiday moment, uh, but it also addresses a, an energy that's really been put out in the world, especially here in Western society. And it's this idea of multitasking. Um, oh, multitasking. Yes, multitasking. I do that all the time. <laughs> oh, you think you do. <laughs> but there's a really interesting uh, study that's been done, and it really talks about the idea that as human beings, the way our brains are created and they function, that we can't actually multitask and give the task we're doing 100% of our attention. Hmm. So what we do is we try and write out our Christmas cards, talk on the phone to grandma, and uh, cook dinner all at the same time. Hmm. But what we're doing is we're only giving a small percentage of our attention to each of those tasks. So we're not being successful in completing them in a manner that we are actually capable of. Mm. But didn't they do a study um, years ago, John, where they tested women and they tested men, a group of women, a group of men, and they tested them on the fact of multitasking. And it was that women were able to do more than one thing at a time and actually retain a lot more mm -hmm. information as opposed to men. Men were more focused and, <laughs> and they, it's like, no, 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 part of the brain just shut down. So, so. But I think the key to that is, is part of what I mentioned. Can you do more than one thing at a time? You can. Mm -hmm. Can you give your full attention to each of those tasks if you're doing more than one at a time? And that actually is something you can't do. Mm. You can you can try it, but if you really start to bring a little bit of awareness in, you'll realize that you're only bringing a small percentage of your attention to each task, rather than saying, I'm going to sit down, do one task right now, complete it, or do half an hour of it, setting a timeline, do that 100%, and then move mm. on to the next task and do it 100%. And in that process, you actually find your productivity rises, your ability to accomplish things gets richer. And you also are taking some of the stress out of the situation because you're not trying to manage multiple projects at once. Instead, you're doing one thing at a time. And it really makes a huge, huge difference. Yeah, you know, that that's uh, interesting that you say that because I thought it was just age that I couldn't multitask as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not tracking as well, you know. Uh -huh. but, but I also do find that there are certain things that are like, like, for example, I can, I realize now that there are certain things that I can be cooking that is brainless to me, basically. I know the steps mm -hmm. so well. It's like cleaning my house. I know the steps so well. I've done it so many times. And I can be on the phone at the same time. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like that I can do. But I am finding, like, I cannot write something at the same time as having a right. conversation. There's a collision there. You right. know, so if it's separate, like if it's something that is just physical, that really doesn't take my mind to create a lot of focus, not something new, mm -hmm. then I can do it, you know, if I'm having a conversation. 
But other than that, no. And even cooking now, I, you know, if I'm focused on something, I, I have to tell people, excuse me, just give me a moment <laughs> or park right. in the car. Wait a minute. Just hang on. I need to park my car first and then I can continue the conversation. Well, but the other thing too is if we, if we look at that story of cooking, um, for me, I love to cook. I do. I, you can find me in the kitchen. It is my happiness. Mm. But what I find is that and we haven't cooked together yet. No. Mm. Although for those of you who don't know, Christina makes a mean French toast. Oh, I do. Oh, oh my <laughs> yes, gosh. you my do. French toast Fridays. I forgot yeah. about those. <laughs> um, here's the thing, especially when you put this in a yoga context. If I give my full attention to my cooking and really look at the marriage of in the ingredients of look at the the chopping, the connecting, the cooking, the watching the temperatures, spicing, tasting, that that's bringing in all of my senses. And we're looking at that awareness that yoga is always trying to encourage in us. And that's what doing one thing at a time also brings into play is you are aware of the task you're doing. And that's one of the ultimate goals of yoga is that awareness, that being present mm. in the exact moment. So even if I'm cooking something I know really well and I'm on the phone, I'm not being fully present and aware. Mm -hmm. And as a cook, and all you cook can relate to this, they, you can take the same ingredients and give them to two people. And if one person cooks with love, it tastes different. It does. It does. And I think that awareness is bringing love into any project that you're doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. That's oh, we lovely. need to make a t-shirt out of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. That's a great idea. Mm -hmm. no, that's that's lovely. I, I, I like what you said about that because I agree. I agree when when uh, in preparation or doing certain things, the more the more focused we are, if it's just one task and it mm -hmm. and hey, moms out there, I, I completely empathize with you. <laughs> when you have young ones, and they keep going coming in every 15 minutes, it's, you know, you kind of focus for 10 or 15. And then you kind of break focus, mm -hmm. right. Um, but uh, other than that, it is it's true, you get it done a lot faster. And, you know, it's almost like 100%. It's you put it aside, next mm -hmm. yeah you can yeah. you do tend to save time yep yeah <laughs> well you know and that connects actually to tip number two um uh -huh. and really that's the idea of really simplifying your schedule um the thing that i find with so many people that i work with is that they let their schedules run them mm. rather than running their schedules um this idea that if you if you really really concentrate on it you're the one who puts all the things in your schedule Right. Whether you're putting it on your phone or writing it down somewhat, you're the one who put them there. But then what we tend to do and we stress out is we let that schedule run our lives. We let it own us. And by doing that, suddenly we're creating so many places that we think we're supposed to be rather than picking and choosing the ones where we actually want to be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what I think that addresses mm -hmm. is that idea is we're trying to please everybody and especially during the holidays. Um, yes, I'll be at your party. Yes, I'll meet you there. Yes, I'll do this or that. But what we're suddenly doing is we're taking away our own self-awareness, our own preservation in that process. Mm -hmm. And so what I encourage with this idea, this tip of taking care of your schedule, of owning your schedule, is to really pick and choose the things that have meaning to you. And mm -hmm. yeah, you're going to be doing less, but you're going to be doing things that actually bring some joy into your heart, some connections that are going to make you laugh and have memories of the holidays rather than just showing up at every single party or event that you're invited to. Mm, I like that very much so. And yeah, I think I, I think I thought it, I was chalking up to age again, John. <laughs> oh, I really don't want the running around. I don't want to be driving. You know, I want to enjoy and sip my glass of wine and 
and really have social events, but more smaller gatherings mm-hmm. where we're actually able to to enjoy the friends that we're with at that moment, mm-hmm. as opposed to walking into a room where there's 50 people and, and you can, away from how's the weather, how are you, and those few words, right. can't get much further than that. Or that idea that you go to one party, but say, oh, I can only stay for an hour, I have to get to another party. Oh, why? Why do? You, why not just choose one of those and say, "I'm going to go there and fully enjoy my evening. I'm going to meet and connect to the people. I'm going to. I'm going to bring something to it, and I'm going to take something away from it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. owning your schedule, allowing yourself, especially allowing yourself a little bit of downtime as well, too. Mm-hmm. Schedule it in. Put it in there. You know, you talk. I mean, you know, you have a kid. That whole idea of creating some space where you just have some downtime. Oh, yes. It's good for kids. It's good for each of us. And especially during the holidays when there's so much extra, like, external um, energy coming at everybody, you know, between the music and the lights and the Christmas specials on TV and all of that stuff. There's all this extra stimulus coming in. So we have to take care of ourselves. And by really saying, I'm going to own my schedule, we allow ourselves to take control of those moments to recognize, mm-hmm. and I'm going to put in some downtime. I'm going to include my, you know, you guys have your morning walk. Um, I spend time out in the backyard in the morning and just kind of watch the sun come up. And, at 5.30 a.m. In the morning. <laughs> After those cold noses wake you up. <laughs> they do. But, you know, putting pieces of that into your schedule are really important during this time of year. Yeah. You know, I, I, I love that. Simplify. And and uh, as I said, I, I thought it was just because of age that. <laughs> No, maybe the, maybe in, in one fell swoop, it's like, you know, do less, enjoy more. Exactly. And, and I, I remembered when my, my son was three years old and we were so hectic, working, working. Of course, you know, mm-hmm. when we're, we're running something like Yoga Hub, you know, there's a lot of work involved. And, and all he said one year was when we said, okay, what would you like to do? What would you like, you know, what would you like for your present? <laughs> And he just looked up with tears in his eyes and just said, just to spend time with you. And I thought, wow, like it's not about the gift for him was just to spend time together. And I said, well, would you like to go somewhere? It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It was just about family time. That's all he cared about. And I learned from that day, Mm -hmm. chill, just, you don't have to, you know, it's like if you're invited to a party um, you, you, you'll miss not going and mm-hmm. you'll miss not socializing. But on the other hand, there'll be other times during the year where we can socialize, yeah. you know, yeah. and have quality time together. Mm-hmm. And how beautiful that, you know, your child would say to you, I just want to spend time with you. Mm-hmm. What a wonderful gift. I mean, hello, there's, there's yeah. your Christmas present right there. Uh, yeah. That was there's my your holiday gift. gift. That there's- was my <laughs> It's like, okay, well, enjoy it while I have it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, but it, it is. I, 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 I love the fact of this year, it, during this holiday seasons, it's about really, you know, it's about the time with your loved ones. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah. Because, you yeah. know, God only knows uh, there's a lot of people leaving us these days and mm-hmm. a lot of things happening in the world that is, is moving fast and we really don't have a lot of quality time anymore. Yeah. Right. So simplify. Absolutely. I love that. Um, Number three. Okay. Ha ha. 
So number three, and actually it's great. You talk about you guys do it every day. It's simply about getting your body moving. Um, you know, earlier I talked about how stress is a physiological response. It's a chemical response. There's a muscular response. Things are happening in your body. Well, sometimes during the holidays, we tend to ignore our bodies. <laughs> no, we don't. Oh. No, we, we, keep, we keep doing this. <laughs> we have arm exercise, you know. Oh, there you go. <laughs> we'll get to that one a little bit later. But it is the idea of finding some space every single day to get a little bit of extra movement in your body, to get a little bit of exercise. Now, if you're the kind of person who can go take a yoga class or go take, go to the gym or go running or biking, then definitely make sure you keep that in your schedule. But let's say you're not that person. There are other ways you can do it. Um, the idea that uh, if you're at a place where it's safe, Park far away from the entrance of the store or the mall or the office or the coffee house you're going to and walk there. Mm. That that little extra movement, that brisk movement gets the heart pumping. It helps to clean out some of the stress chemicals that are in the body. Um, a simple one, and I am an owner of this one, I will fully <laughs> admit it is put on some music in your house and dance around the kitchen. Oh, you love know, that. just boogie out in your own house. Even that little bit of movement, a three-minute song, is going to get the blood flowing and get you going. Oh. You know, make it playful, make it movement. It doesn't have to be about fitness, but it does have to be about getting your body moving to get some of these stress chemicals out. Mm, mm. Now, now, John, do you do your yoga every day? I do. <clears throat> it's really fascinating. People ask me that question, you know, as a yoga teacher, and there are different ways that I do it. Um, some mornings I will just do a very quick set of sun salutations to get my body awake and moving. Some mornings I'll do a full practice. Um, one of the things connecting to this idea of moving and, and music is that I actually get inspired by music when I'm doing my practice and I'll just kind of put on a random playlist and start some music going and then do my yoga to the music and let it just take me wherever it goes. But yeah, I do put in yoga movement every single day. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, I remember your classes. It wasn't always just the yoga. It would be like 70s music. <laughs> oh, yes. One night we had musical theater night. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think music is so vital to living. I just love the feeling the beat of the music in my body and letting it just inspire me to move. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that like yeah. movement. And, and that's, that's, I like how you said that. I, I love how you shared that where it's not about actually going out and going for a run or really, you know, buckling down to a practice of some sort, but something even as simple as dancing in your mm-hmm. kitchen or, or dancing or just, you know, moving it around, just, taking a brisk walk, going out in the snow and just having a snowball fight. Snow? Guess what? Yes. <laughs> yes, Christina, the rest of the world has snow. I know. <laughs> but a snowball fight, get your blood pumping and think of it. How much fun to play with the kids, have a snowball fight with them. Or if you're going to do this, put on some music and dance. Why not grab your kids and dance around the kitchen with them? Oh, that's my favorite. You know? Oh, yes. Make that's it a joyful favorite. experience. And I guess the hard part of it is, and I want to remove that actual thing that I just said, not the hard part, but the challenge is to say that it's okay to do it by yourself. And I think it takes a certain moxie to just put on the music and dance by yourself. But that's the easiest. I encourage you guys to do it. I mean, that's the easiest. I mean, nobody's (laughs) watching, right? Right. You're not, you know. Put it on loud, make it your favorite song, and just boogie out. Oh, yeah. And you know, (laughs) I mean, hey, when when I'm alone, forget it. Yeah. (laughs) 
yeah, yeah. Take it all off, you know? <laughs> yeah, make it simple, Whatever. make it fun. That's yeah. right. But that whole idea of really getting some movement in, in, mm-hmm. a, in a time, uh, winter, we tend to get very sedentary. But adding just even little bits of movement, it really, really helps the body process stress chemicals. Right, right. And it warms you up, too. Mm-hmm. When You know, in cold days like we're having right now, the sun is gorgeous. But it is, for California, it's very cold. It's like yeah. 50 degrees out there, which is cold. You know there are people <laughs> watching right now who are like, 50? That sounds warm. Right. I know, <laughs> I know. But, you know and, and I always try to figure that out. Like, why do I feel colder in California than I do in the Pacific Northwest? And I realize the temperature, the, the, the change in temperature is 15 to 20 degrees mm-hmm. in the summer, in the winter. Sometimes it's, you know, a 25 degree difference. That's a huge difference <laughs> from day and night. Yeah. Right. Cause we're in the desert, really. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in the Pacific Northwest. I look at their scale and it's like a five degree difference. <laughs> so you're go, well, it's like cold all night and all day. Yeah. So what's the difference? Right. <laughs> we're not changing right. jackets in the middle of the day. Yeah. You're in the same. Thing all day and it's fine. <laughs> uh, so, but but that's a, that's a good thing. And and uh, uh, yesterday we did have on our magical medical tours on uh, stress as well, uh, called holiday hazards and and about people, you know, keeping some kind of movement and active and being very careful for those who are you know who are dealing with any sort of um, heart issues or anything like that. You know, be careful when you go out and decide that you're going to shovel your driveway or something mm-hmm. like that. And so, you know, but still a nice walk in the snow is mm-hmm. really gorgeous. Right. Right. Really gorgeous. Yep. A little bit of movements can make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Active. Mm-hmm. I can do that. I can bounce on my ball. All day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Number four. Yes. Number four. And it really is the idea that, yes, we just talked about movement and getting the blood flowing. But on the other end of the spectrum, it's do something calming. Mm-hmm. Um, if you really think about how much stimulus you're getting during this time of the year, um, it can get overwhelming. And creating a little bit of space, a little bit of openness where you can just do something calming for yourself. It could be meditation. It could be reading a book. It could be just having a cup of tea by the fireplace. It could be just sitting outside and watching the rain or the snow. Mm. All of those things are going to be calming. 15, 20 minutes, half an hour if you have the time can once again make a huge impact on how stress affects your body. The one thing that I would really, really want to suggest though is that watching television is not part of that stress reduction calming moment. Um, Even though you might lay on the sofa and kind of just let everything go, the stimulus from the television is keeping your mind jumping and active. So it's not really making a a calming moment. So I'd encourage when you're looking for these moments of self-nurturing and calming to really not include the television in that moment. Mm. Mm, Interesting. Yeah. And I think television, I'm not an anti-television person. I want to make sure that that's out there. Um, (laughs) But it is really about understanding that when you're trying to do some calming energy, that it's not a really good medium to do it with. Mm, like, don't listen to the news, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Wow. It's, it's, uh, I find that is, is very, very difficult mm-hmm. during the day or even especially in the evening, right? When yeah. you're trying to settle down. Don't watch the news. Don't listen to the news. It's so disturbing these days. that, mm-hmm. And every day. Really, every day. Yeah. So what you need to do is find some pieces of the puzzle that do make you feel calm and centered. 
Um, I have one friend, and she actually does her comedy moment by writing poetry about her kids. Oh. And it's really cool because she's been starting to share it with some of us. Mm. And she writes just very simple stuff about what she observes in them and the words they use and how they run and what they look like as they're playing. And it's just this beautiful, calming moment that she gets to have as a mom. Mm. And that's one of her tools that she's using to do to, to calming energy. Wow. It's almost like journaling. Yeah, it is. Very, very children. similar. Yeah. Wow. Beautiful. And, you know, especially during the holidays, one of my treats for myself is just to turn the lights on on the tree and to bring a cup of tea out. And just, I like to look at the tree. It's very yeah. joyous for me. Um, my tree is very special because I actually have ornaments from when I was a child. Mm. Um, one of our traditions in my family was that every year we would have a new ornament that would represent that year, either somewhere we had traveled to or something that was meaningful and momentous to us. And I still have those ornaments. How and wonderful. So every year when I trim the tree, you pull them out and remember the stories and the moments. And so when I sit down, turn the lights on and just drink tea and watch the tree, it, it really takes me to a very, very calming place. Mm, that's lovely. That's a tradition that I'd love to implement here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I usually like to buy ornaments when I'm traveling mm -hmm. so that it goes on the tree because it, you know, it helps me remember, yeah. you know, <clears throat> that moment in time. But that's really lovely to, as a family, to choose an ornament mm -hmm. to, that represents our year and our time together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that is wonderful. <laughs> but then if you have siblings, then they're going to fight over it later. <laughs> I was smart. I got them all. You got them? <laughs> I'm the one who wanted them, so I got them. Um, but, but it is I, beautiful every year to pull them out and just have those memories. And once again, yeah. that's a moment of celebrating the holidays in a very stress-free way. <clears throat> and the, your dogs do okay with all those ornaments on the tree? They do. Although they're Great Danes and they're big, they're both kind of really graceful and they avoid the tree and so far haven't lost anything oh that's great <laughs> but i you know i agree with you i used to sit when i was you know even a, a child i used to sit with my hot chocolate and just get mesmerized by all those blinking lights yeah. and the tinsel and the way the colors would just reflect oh mm -hmm. my gosh it was so beautiful yeah and i know i still do that now light the fireplace and just <laughs> do that <laughs> And that could be one of your calming moments, mm, you know, mm. to really purposefully put it in something each day to allow yourself that little bit of calming time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, and especially, you know, we've been addressing this idea of, of having kids as well, too. For some parents, I know they like to do their calming moments either before the kids wake up or after they go to bed. So there is that kind of very peaceful moment. Um, one of my clients, it's really cool. She wakes up before her kids do. And she says, I just go downstairs and I listen to the silence of the house. Oh. And as a parent, I'm sure you can relate to that. Oh, yes. That silence when everybody's still snuggled in their beds and there's just this kind of calm energy over the house. Mm -hmm. And that's really her moment of just preparing herself for her day. Mm, that's lovely. Yeah. yeah Very I nice. I think it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I, um, I have to say, yes. I, I have to say when I do wake up in the morning, usually it's to work. But mm -hmm. just to take a moment just to, you know, have my lemon water, mm -hmm. Ayurvedic. <laughs> <laughs> Learned that three years ago at our conference. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know, just to sip the lemon water and just to be still for just a little bit and mm -hmm. enjoy that. I agree with her. It's, it's, it is very lovely. Yeah. It doesn't stay for very long because, you know, getting work done before everyone wakes up is, mm -hmm. <clears throat> is my key, of right. course. But if, and at night. 
at night, you know, when the fireplace is going and everyone's asleep. I love that moment, too. <laughs> it's like, okay, it's like, oh, uh-huh. the day is done. Yeah, and that's totally de-stressing, detoxifying the body. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm, just to know that we've got through another day, mm-hmm. you know, and everyone's well. And in one piece, <laughs> it's almost like a prayer, isn't it? it it's is. like, you know, yeah. thank you, thank you, being, you know, giving gratitude at that time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Okay, <laughs> downtime it is. I'm ready for that now. Uh-huh. <clears throat> oh, but I like the next one because from downtime. We go to having a blast. There you go. <laughs> you know, this is a wonderful, wonderful time of year. And there are so many great things that you can do out there. Big things, small things. But why not, instead of stressing out about trying to make things perfect or get things lined up or make everything come together in some you know, really stressful way, why not actually have some fun during the holidays? Um, one of my traditions, it's just it's something you, I got to do every year, is go to those neighborhoods that like decorate, like put tons of lights mm-hmm. up and, you know, have the teddy bears on carousels and the music playing and the latest electronic Christmas trees that <laughs> do swirly patterns and stuff like that and drive through with carols playing on my radio as loud as I can, windows open, sunroof open, and just go and enjoy the Christmas lights. Mm. Um, have a blast, have fun, find things like that that you can do for yourself or do with your family. And that idea of just getting everything going and laughing. Laughter releases so much energy from the body, from the stress, from things that might be painful. That laughter gets that stuff out and it allows you to just celebrate and have fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. We're going to get uh, a list from you today on which neighborhoods. <laughs> I knew a few, but... Uh... <laughs> Well, you know where you can actually usually find them is actually if you check with your local paper or your local news station, they usually have the information as to where those decorated neighborhoods are. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. It's usually part of their community service. So wherever you're at, that's a way to find out if there's one near you. Oh, that's great. Because I love that too. I love that too. And and we've always done it with... with, with our son as well, is mm-hmm. because it's it's an event. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, and what about other things? Why not grab a group of friends and go out and Christmas carol your neighborhood? You know, nobody has to sing pretty, <clears throat> nobody has to sing great, but just wander around and Christmas carol with your friends. Oh, that's um, fun. Have you why done not? that? Oh yeah. How <laughs> <laughs> wonderful! Yeah, we actually did it when I was in high school. Um, a bunch of us just got together, and here we are in Southern California. It's probably like 70 degrees out, but we all dressed like we were like in the freezing cold, and oh, we had on my. beanies and scarves and like that, and we just walked the neighborhoods and mm. sang Christmas carols, and it was so much fun. You know, another thing that is a tradition in my family is we have a big cookie baking party. Oh, um, no, We I just that. had it this last Sunday. And people come over, they bring their recipes, and from about three in the afternoon till whatever the last cookie is baked, people are baking cookies and sharing eggnog and laughing. And we have stories of the years past. We've been doing this about 15 years now. Wow. Yeah. And uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Wow. How many batches of cookies do you end up making? (laughs) Well, let's put it this way. It ends up in the hundreds. But everybody takes them home with them to share with their families, with their coworkers, and uh, it uh, it's a great way to just get together and laugh and have a good time. Oh, how fun! So you so you get like, what you make a like several dozen of each cookie, and uh-huh. everyone gets a little bit of yeah. each, each other's stash. Everyone takes a little bit of everybody's, and 
there's always one cookie that doesn't work out. And, you know, it becomes the next year we talk about, oh, remember last year that cookie? Um, but it's really, it's just a lot of fun. And oh, this idea great. of just have a blast, enjoy the holidays, take take the seriousness out of the holidays mm-hmm. and find those moments where you can just have some fun. Oh, I, I like that baking. I mean, that's for me. <laughs> These holidays are, of course, about baking because mm-hmm. we we sort of honor the the. Portuguese traditions and the old traditions of of their the way they celebrate Christmas and the different pastries that they have, and I think this year I I might do a little Dutch <laughs> since my son has a little Dutch in him, so that's uh, that's an old uh, recipe as well that we might try. Well, I'll um, be stopping by. <laughs> oh, I hope so. I hope so. You have to try. I'm surprised you haven't tried the. Have you? Been by, <laughs> um, but now that my child's a little older, it is a little easier. Yeah. So, yeah. but you know, we bake all the time. Like we we baked, I don't know, seventy gingerbread cookies for school uh-huh. and classes and things like that. But I just feel like I, I love the way you're having a, a big baking party because right. it, it's it really is about for me. It's about sharing that food and and right. sharing the fun in that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, you know, finding other things that appeal to you. Um, I know here in L.A. they have a big sing-along messiah where people go Mm. down to the music center and the orchestra plays and the choir sings and you have your little book and you sing along. If that's fun for you, do that. Mm. Um, Even here in California, there are temporary ice skating rinks that show up. (gasps) Go and have some fun. Go ice skating. But find some things that are just activities for the sheer fun of doing them. Yeah, you know, and make that part of your tradition. Yes, and and I mean, really, there's so much that happens here in Los Angeles. I know, and in, I'm sure in many different parts of the city and the country, everyone has has those events, and mm-hmm. it's really about looking for them, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like I I like to visit New York a lot, and especially during the holidays. And we tend to I'm a December birthday, and so we tend to be there at the beginning of December, and we laugh because more years than not. They have lit the Rockefeller Christmas tree on my birthday. So it's become a tradition that New York likes the Christmas tree for my birthday. (laughs) And I appreciate their commitment to me. (laughs) Now that is a lot of fun, John. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, what great timing. Um, Yeah, but I I like what you're saying. And I just heard about the ice rings here. So I Mm -hmm. I have yet to do that. And, um, And, you know, I also enjoy... Like a combination is also about going out for a hike, Mm -hmm. which is a lot of fun when you have a great group together. It's a lot of fun. You are laughing, but there's those moments of where everyone's really silent Mm -hmm. as they're walking and you're feeling the the rocks crunch under your feet and you're hearing the, the, you know, wildlife around you, the birds and the, Mm -hmm. you know, the squirrels running around and it's so fantastic. And then you're enjoying a great view. Right. So you've just combined two tips into one. Mm. You're moving it, and you're having a blast. And you're having a blast. <laughs> and getting the little bit of downtime. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, no. I, I, I like that baking, that baking yeah. uh, group that you have. <laughs> well, you know, and that also brings us to tip number six, which is really the Get idea. Get rid of the cookies. Of, <laughs> no, no. I've got some really great ideas about that. It has to do with also making sure that you eat and drink sensibly during the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a time when there's lots of stuff going on. There's lots of rich foods involved. Um, a lot of alcohol tends to be part of parties. 
And it really is about being sensible about what you partake in. Um, you don't have to give up anything. Mm -hmm. But if you do it in a small amount and enjoy and celebrate that this is bringing people together, a part of a seasonal thing, that you can, you can enjoy all of the foods and festivities of the season without overdoing it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, it's uh, something that we spoke about yesterday as well, where, you know, people were commenting about, oh, people who eat turkey about, you know, how they get really tired after it. And it's really, it's not so much about that as about how much people do eat. Right. And actually that, that was, makes them lethargic. Yeah. I'm, I don't know if you guys approach it from this point of view, but there's kind of been a demystification of the turkey tryptophan thing. And they actually were talking about that it's actually the sheer amount of food that's in people's stomachs that causes mm -hmm. the body to shut down to want to try and process and digest that food. So it's not as much the tryptophan, but it's about the fact that you have overstuffed your belly. Right. Because I, I, I was saying to, to Dr. Woolman, I said, you know, I, I keep hearing it every year and yet it doesn't affect me. And I keep telling people it doesn't affect me, mm -hmm. you know, and part of it is I don't gorge. Right, <laughs> right. Know? I was like, I'll nibble, you mm -hmm. know, when you're smelling it every all day, you, you tend to just nibble on food yeah. as opposed to really eat. Yeah. Um, sit down and gorge yourself. But uh, wow, it, it's like I see people just... Plate two, plate uh -huh. three, and then dessert. Yeah. <laughs> two helpings of dessert, and then the eggnog. And yeah. then and it's like, yeah. wow, you're doing good. <laughs> well, but here are some ways to really look at in enjoying some of that, that festive food for the holidays, but not letting it overtake you. Um, one of them is, is to actually, let's say you're sitting down at a Thanksgiving or a Christmas meal, is to take a small amount of the things that are being presented and eat them slowly and mm -hmm. enjoy and savor. Use that kind of yoga moment of being in the moment and really enjoy every taste that you put in your mouth, not just putting in large quantities of food, but actually tasting the individual qualities of each food that you're eating. Mm -hmm. And then see if you can manage it and just do that with one plate with small amounts of all the things you want on that one plate contained rather than large amounts of everything. Because that's mm -hmm. the thing people tend to do is they tend to pile huge amounts of every serving onto their plate. And that's where the gorging starts happening. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And another thing that I think can really help is to have the meal and then actually take a break. Have some mm -hmm. conversation time, some tea, sit around, joke, laugh, and then maybe two hours later, serve dessert. Mm -hmm. So they're actually two separate things that gives the body a chance to start digesting and start adjusting to the food that is taken in already. Mm -hmm. um, what you'll find is you'll probably have a little bit less dessert, which can be good for the body. And dropping some of that sugar and fat content out is also helps to fight off the stress. Ah. And my other really, really favorite, favorite tip about celebrating food during the holidays um, happened when I used to work in the corporate world. So when I worked for a really, really large company, we if you ever, ever wanted a sugary treat, all you had to do was walk from floor to floor, and somebody was always celebrating a birthday. So you could always have a piece of cake if you really wanted one. But what I found in trying to take care of myself and my own health is that I would partake in things that were celebrations of people that were very special to me. Mm -hmm. But during the holidays, I would have a bite of anything that somebody made. Mm. was a homemade product. 
someone baked cookies, someone made fudge, someone brought in and purposely made something, I would have that. But if it was just store-bought, I would pass. Oh, good idea. And it can really, really help you have a little bit more awareness about these treats that you're having. Because for me, if someone takes the time to make something, mm -hmm. there's a lot of joy, a lot of love, a lot of celebration in it. It's a gift from them to me. So why not partake? Why not taste yes. it? But if it's just coming from a store, it has a very different energy about it. So although I can recognize that that's what someone was able to give, I don't necessarily need to put it in my body. Mm -hmm. And that one little trick right there, there's another bonus trick, <laughs> <laughs> can really help you manage the amount of food that you take into your body during the holidays. Oh, that's a, that's a very good tip, actually. Um, you know, I... I... I think the way I was raised, you know, etiquette wise, is like, oh, you have a little bit of everything on the table no matter what. Mm -hmm. So whoever brought, even if it was store bought, whoever brought whatever it is doesn't get offended or blah, 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 blah. Right. But I, I agree with you. And I do believe a lot of people too are going back to the homemade. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people are. You know, there seems to be a trend that's happening right now, at least here in Los Angeles, that I've, you know, you and I frequent the farmer's market. There's more and more people going to the markets. There are more and more people cooking at home. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I understand, you know, there's a lot who don't have the time as mm -hmm. well. So they rely on the store bought, which is fine as well. Um, but, uh, you know, to, to just uh, honor what someone's made. Oh. Yes. Yeah, it, absolutely. It really is wonderful. Mm -hmm. And once again, by being aware of the intake, the food, the fat and the sugar tends to be the ones that cause the body to stress out. You're, you're being more aware, and so that's helping the body to, to not be caught up in the stress cycle. Mm -hmm. Now, do you, like with, uh, with your practice, mm -hmm. and you, know, you see a lot of young people, mm -hmm. um, how are they stressed out? <laughs> Away from mom, maybe, you know, getting anxious yeah. or dad getting anxious because they can't keep up with what's going on. I mean, how do they get stressed out? Well, I want to address that first thing you said. Kids do have a lot of um, what I would call reflective stress, mm. where if the family's under stress, the kids notice it. Um, really interesting thing. You know, we had this huge economic downturn recently, and a lot of the kids that I was working with were really aware of the finances in their family and took on the stress of trying to manage that. And I think that can happen during the holidays too, where parents may say something like, well, we can't afford to do that this year, or this isn't something that's on the table, that kids will actually internalize that family stress and take it on themselves. Hmm. Um, I think there's also the same type of stress to try and appear to be a certain way. Teenagers, there's a lot of peer pressure you know, to try and say your Christmas is fantastic, your family is fantastic, to try and protect the family image. So I think a lot of teens get caught up in that stress. There can mm -hmm. also be that competitive, what did you get for Christmas question? And, you know, <laughs> yes. oh, that's all you got? You know, versus mm -hmm. I got every electronic gizmo that I want, and I got the new boots, and I got this and that, that, that overabundance, almost orgy of gift giving. And some kids got, get caught up in that competitive energy mm. of gift giving. Yeah, you know, that's, I find that really sad. And, and also, as adults, mm -hmm. we perpetuate it. Mm -hmm. Because everywhere we go, that's the first question they ask my son. Mm -hmm. What do you want for Christmas? What did right. you ask Santa for? And I'm like, 
can everyone please stop? <laughs> you know? It's like, you know, I don't want to be rude, but it's like, wow, this question is over and over again. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's not like, how are you celebrating your holiday? Right. Instead, it's like, what do you want for mm -hmm. Christmas? And, <sighs> and if we really dissect that, um, really fascinating article I read recently, and it, it talked mm -hmm. about how that whole um, kind of mythification of Santa Claus started right after the Second World War, where he became a very, very strong commercial entity mm. versus being, you know, old Saint Nick or Father Christmas. He became Santa Claus, this very commercial, go and visit at Macy's. Mm. You know, think of that tradition. Where do you go visit Santa Claus? At a store. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. that was a whole commercialization of the image of Santa Claus and that that energy has really taken hold. And it is less about... What are the traditions of, of jolly old St. Nicholas? Instead, Chris, Santa Claus now re represents what you're going to get. Mm. And I think that's a really interesting philosophical question. Mm, mm, very much so. So well, a, I like your idea, though. <laughs> no, but I like your idea of inviting the question to be changed of how are you going to celebrate? You know, that that question can be turned a little bit. Rather mm -hmm. than what do you want from Santa? It's like, so how are you going to celebrate the holidays? And perhaps by making a language change, all of us could commit to trying that ourselves. And that would start making a small shift in, in how people perceive Christmas. Mm. Yeah, let's give that a shot. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I've, been, I've been using it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I've been using absolutely. it with all the kids. <laughs> you know, so it, it, it is uh, because it is stressful. It is stressful. And then, um, you know, to... To have the children not think of it as such and mm -hmm. about the competition and right. to realize that, boy, we are all so lucky just as it is. We're roofing over our mm -hmm. heads, you know, food on the table and the rest is what it is, right? Yeah. So. And actually that leads me to something that is very personal to me, but is, I'm not even going to call it a bonus tip. It's just something that I would like to share with you and everyone who's joining us today. And it's a, a tradition that I started quite a few years ago, and it's something that I hold very dear to my heart. And so this idea of giving and gifting during the holidays sometimes does get caught up so much in commercial energy. And one thing that I do, it's what I like to call my angel gift. Mm. And every year I look around in my personal community, my friendships, the people around me, family, and I, I connect to someone I know who's definitely in need for the season. And what I do is I find a way to get them a gift anonymously. Mm. So a lot of times for me, it's been like getting someone a gift card to a grocery store or someplace that I know they need. And I have all kinds of really creative ways to get that gift to them anonymously. And it'll show up on their door. And it's just a way of giving, really recognizing what the season is about without any expectation of return, of thanks, of gratitude or anything, mm. but just letting someone know that somewhere out in the world, someone cares enough about them and knows enough about them to offer something that they need during the holidays. Mm. That's lovely. Yeah. And it's really, really cool. And what's fascinating about it is I don't even get to like fish or investigate to find out if they got it or what it meant <laughs> to them or anything like that. Occasionally, I've heard like little stories of like, it was so weird. We got this, you know, card on our doorstep and it had a Trader Joe's gift card. 
And we don't know who sent it or where it came from, but oh, it helped us so much to like buy groceries during the holidays. Mm, That's yes. about the most I've ever heard. Most of the time, I never get to even hear the results of what this gift has done for someone. Wow. But that's what's beautiful about it. And you talk about trying to share with your kids this idea that Christmas giving means more than just commercial, mm -hmm. that it can be something from your heart. I think it's a great tradition, and I'd love to pass it on to you and to everyone who's with us today. Maybe try it in your community or your family. Right. Find yeah. that person, and it's specific. It's not about donating to an organization. To me, that's a whole different thing. Mm -hmm. It's about personally knowing there's someone in your life in need and finding a way to connect with them without mm. any expectation of them being beholden to you. Mm. Mm, that's something else I have to implement. I like this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyone who's watching who knows me, I hope I just didn't bust myself. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> we've, we, we, and we get very creative with it. Um, like this year, I, I had to send it to someone back east. So I sent it to someone that I know they don't know in another city, who's then going to remail the envelope so it's going to show up on their doorstep probably this weekend. Oh, and so it's that's not coming sneaky. from Los Angeles; it's coming from somewhere else. Oh, that's sneaky. you know. And I've used Secret Santa delivery services, and I've had you know people like you know like tell me, "Oh yeah, I'm going to be going uh, out of town during this time," and that's when you like swoop down in the house and make sure the gift arrives. And yeah, <laughs> it's really fun. It's a it's a really fun process, and then I just really enjoy enjoy that moment. It just reminds me of of what this period of the year can be about. Well, we just got a comment that came in to say, I love that last one. I'm going to do a couple <laughs> of those wonderful suggestions. Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> you See, and there you go. If you do it and I do it and, you know, this person who made the comment does it, all of a sudden think about that movement, that energy in the world. It's paying and, it forward. Mm -hmm. And yeah. talk about, you know, stress relief. There's so much joy in that moment of mm -hmm. creating it. Mm -hmm. And uh, right there, it just hits into the key of letting your holidays be a celebration and not something that just makes you tense. <sighs> so we all take a <laughs> breath. <laughs> so, John, as we come up to our hour here, is there any more bonus tips that you might want to share with everyone? <laughs> well, <laughs> if I one. threw in one last little bonus tip, um, it has to do with also doing something special for yourself. Why mm -hmm. not, in the middle of this holiday, also remember that you are an important creature, human being, spirit on this earth, and allow yourself to get one small treat or gift for yourself. Mm. Whether it's something material, there's some, you know, pendant you've always wanted, or it's some event, I've always wanted to go to that holiday concert, is allow yourself to have a treat as well, too, in the middle of all of this. Mm. Why not? Celebrate yourself. Celebrate the beauty that you bring into the world every single day. And allow yourself to be part of that Christmas treat. Oh, I agree. I agree <laughs> with that totally, 100%. And also, you know, it's not sometimes, a, a, yeah. hey, chalk it to getting older again. It's a, sometimes we have to talk about this getting yeah. older conversation. <laughs> but you know, it's like all these shifts and changes. And I, and I do believe it's because of having a child that the, the, the thinking changes, of course, right. because the experiences are changing. Mm -hmm. um, but also, um, it's gifting someone and the surprise is really lovely, mm -hmm. but also there are times where it's nice to, it's almost like gifting something that person really wants mm -hmm. and just asking, what is it do you want? Yeah. You know, and 
is it possible? How can we do it? You know, and so they're actually getting exactly what they want. Mm -hmm. And even if it's combining, you know, a group of people, you know, in their funds to buy it, yeah, it's it is exactly what they want. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like no answers and buts, and it's not another something that they're going to put in the closet or whatever, but it is something that they will use. And I Mm -hmm. think that's also very, very important if you are going to get someone a gift and you really don't know what to get. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes just open communication makes it so much easier. And if we're talking about the stress thing, I mean, that whole idea of like, I've got to find them the perfect gift, but I have no idea what they want. Right. Why not just say, I'm not really sure what to get you this year. What would have meaning for you? There you go. You know, and just taking that moment like, I really want a new, like, you know, shovel for my garden. Who would have thought a shovel would have meant something? <laughs> but it can if it's what the person really wants. Yes, yes, I agree. You know, just just respecting that. Mm-hmm. Well, John, thank you so much. I am so de-stressed now. Absolutely. And kind of as a little bonus for those of oh, you who are looking see, for it. See, there's another bonus. Uh-huh. <laughs> I knew there were more. <laughs> we are going to be sharing a copy of the Uncle John's Less Stress Holiday Recipe that you can actually get through Yoga Hub. Yes. And so for all of you who are watching, it will be actually the PDF uh, link will be on the site itself with um, this show. So when you come to this episode... You will see that underneath, not only was there a comment box and the links to John's sites, etc., there will also be a link to his PDF that you can download. Mm-hmm. And it's really lovely, so you should read that. It's whole 1950s. It's kind of fun. And I also invite all of you out there to have an incredible holiday. Um, and if you have a chance, if you're on Twitter, I'd love to have you join me. I'm at John Sovak. And uh, I have a lot of fun putting out a lot of stuff actually right now about holiday stress. So you can get more tips just by following me on Twitter. Yay. (laughs) Thank you so much, John, for honoring us here at Yoga Hub, YHTV again. Thank you. And uh, yeah, we'll try to scheme up some way of getting you back on again. Uh (laughs) My recipe. (laughs) There you go. Thank you, everyone, for joining us and supporting us on this new platform of education and information. We're always very grateful for your continuous support. And, you know, we look forward to hearing from you and how we can support you better. So, you know, write those comments in or send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, We are excited to announce that you can now find uh, Magical Medical Tour on iTunes as well as flowing into awareness with Anatara. So those two um, of our shows are up and running in iTunes, and I do believe that there are links directly to iTunes now from our website. So go for it. And um, if you could take a moment also to rate our shows, that would be really wonderful and very helpful for us. We invite you to join us live every Tuesday in January. Okay, at 10.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time for the Magical Medical Tour, and Wednesdays for Trinity of Life at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, and every other week followed by our show, Flowing into Awareness with Anatara. To learn more about John Sovic and his practice, please visit him at johnsovic.com and follow him on Twitter at John Sovig. So uh, we just want to also let you know, but for the next couple of weeks, we will not be airing anything live. We are going to wait to blast off in January. And I do believe on January 1st, we are going to 
attempt to compile the wonderful health tips that we've had through uh, the Magical Medical Tour through this year so that you can have them all in one show. Until we meet again in January, have a wonderful, wonderful holiday season. De-stressed, breathe, take a moment for yourself, and we look forward to being with you again in 2013. Namaste.